This morning we are continuing our series in the book of Proverbs, and yes, we are coming to the end of our time studying the book of Proverbs, uh, but we are not there. This morning we're looking at the last passage in the book of Proverbs. If you have a Bible, you actually can turn there. We're not going to be jumping around looking at different topics. We're looking at Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31. This is what many know is the Proverbs 31 woman. And so we're going to read this together, study it, uh, and um, l- let me say one last thing before, before, as you guys are turning there. Next week is going to be a week where we're looking at sex. And so what we've done as a church is we've increased um, our child care in the sense that third, fourth, and fifth graders are able to go down next week. So I just want to put that on your radar if you're not prepared for your kids asking the question, what is sex, and what does that mean, I'm sorry already, you guys are already hearing it, you guys might get it, you guys have the kids in there, like, Trey, you can ask your mom and dad, they'll tell you all about it, okay? Um, but just want you to know, hey, it, I'll send an email out, and, and just so that you know, you're prepared, we're going to be looking at some sensitive subject um, and you might not be ready for your kids to, to hear that. And that's totally fine. We've increased our uh, age range for our children's ministry during the, the worship time. Okay, with that being said, let's turn our attention to God's word. Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. Let me read it. An excellent wife, who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff, and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her, work, let her works praise her in the gates. Ladies and girls, are you a Proverbs 31 woman? Men and boys, are you looking for a Proverbs 31 woman? These are the very relevant questions that should flood our mind as we read the text that we just have read. Indeed, when we consider this text and where it is placed and how it is placed, we see that this is a very important part of Scripture. Consider where this text is found in the book of Proverbs. 
It is the last thing that we read in the book of Proverbs, a book on wisdom. I mean, of all the things that, that, that Solomon could have chosen to put in at the end of, of, his, of his book on, on wisdom for his boys to understand, he chose Proverbs 31 and the woman we find in it. It is important that we take heed of it. Note that this is not the words of Solomon. Note that these are the words of King Lemuel who, who, who parroted what his mom had told him. But Solomon saw this wisdom and said, it is so vitally important that you, my son, understand these words. And this is the last thing. Many aspects of Solomon's wisdoms, too, is summarized in these 22 verses. But another fascinating aspect of this section that we have to see and understand and note is that the 22 verses that make up this section are an acrostic, meaning that, 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 that each verse begins with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet and going in succession. So it begins with Aleph, Beit, Gimel, Dalet, He, and so on and so forth, literally going through the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Now what does this tell us? It says this, is that the totality of wisdom is contained in these 22 verses. That here, wisdom can be summarized in its totality. But I think it's more than that. I think it's a memorization tool that Solomon wanted his boys to know. Indeed, it is given to men to understand as they consider the woman that they're going to have as their wife. Again, let me go back to the question that I presented with. Women, are you striving to be a Proverbs 31 woman? Men, are you seeking a Proverbs 31 woman? woman where it is in the text and how it's presented to us it is forcing us to ask us this question because the proverbs 31 woman is held in high regard and we need to wrestle with these questions but the question for all of us as we look at this and consider what this text means is what is a proverbs 31 woman i think many have fallen to the belief that the proverbs 31 woman is a woman who's defined by the roles she plays in particular, the roles of a wife and mother. And it's obvious from reading this text that the woman is a good wife and a good mother. But here's the thing. Are the roles of wife and mother the very things that define a Proverbs 31 woman, as often is described in the church? If we go with this, then what does the text speak to single women that other parts of Scripture highlights and elevates? What does this text mean for widows who don't have their husband or for the motherless who don't have children? Does Proverbs 31 not apply to them? The answer is, I don't think so. When we look more closely at Proverbs 31, we see that it's not the role of a woman that's elevated, but rather her character. It's the character that she displays in the roles that God has given to her that is elevated. So yes, this applies to motherhood. Yes, this applies to being a wife. Yes, it applies to being a single woman. Yes, it applies to being a widow. It's the character of this woman that is elevated, and it is the character that we're going to be looking at. So how do we understand the character of the Proverbs 31 woman? In keeping with the content of Proverbs 31, I thought I'd give you an acrostic, just like Proverbs 31, to help you understand but also remember what makes a Proverbs 31 woman. And the answer that I would propose to you is that a Proverbs 31 woman is strong. A Proverbs 31 woman is strong. Now we see this strength a couple times in the text. Proverbs 31, 17. What does it say? She dresses herself with strength. 
and makes her arms, what? Strong. Proverbs 31, 25, strength and dignity are her clothing. Proverbs 31 women are strong women. So here's what I'd like for you to do. On your bulletin and on your outline, I've got little spaces and gaps. What I'd like for you to do is I just want you to write S in the, in the first part, T on the second one, R on the third, O in the fourth, N in the fifth, and G in the sixth. And we're going to explain this acrostic for you to understand what truly a Proverbs 3rd, 31 strong woman is. Because as we look at the text, we see the different aspects and characteristics of indeed a Proverbs 31 woman who is strong. So what is the first characteristic of a strong woman? The first characteristic of a, Pro of a Proverbs 31 strong woman is that this woman is stable. Stable. There are two texts that highlight the stability of a Proverbs 31 woman. Proverbs 31:21 and Proverbs 31:25. Let me read them for you. Verse 21, she is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She is not afraid. Verse 25, strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs. She laughs at the time to come. Here we have a woman who is stable regardless of the circumstances that she or her family faces. She is not afraid of the strongly anticipated danger that snow brings because she's prepared her family for it. She laughs at the times to come, times of difficulties and trials. Why? Because of her clothing. Her clothing being that of strength and dignity. Now, this is just the Old Testament way of telling us who she is. She's strong. Because she is strong, she can laugh at the difficult circumstances and trials that come. She is stable. She is not privy to the circumstances. She is steady. I don't know about you, but as a dad, I, I can experience this, but I'm sure that mothers in the room, you can see this as well. But most of us have been children, and we, we, we know what it's like to fall and bust our knee. And, and so uh, for me, watching my kids ride a bike, I actually saw William one time go down a cliff. Like uh, It was one of the scariest moments of my life. But in that moment, William was fine. Obviously, he's here with us. But in that moment, in that moment, this is, this is profound. Sometimes the biggest long-term effect is not the boo-boo that they get. The biggest long-term effect is the way that the parent reacts to that child. Is the parent going to be stable, or are they going to freak out? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you okay? Are you okay? I mean, saying that, just in a, in a frantic sort of way, actually can set the tone for those children. But a Proverbs 31 woman can see that a child, okay, banged up your knee. You know, it's not like tough up, you know, like let's throw some dirt on it and get to it. But handles it with stability, saying, are you okay? But it's not frantic because they see that the child is okay. And this, this, it's amazing what, a st what, what stable mothering and, and, and fathering, in this case, can bring to a kid. But a Proverbs 31 woman is that way, stable. Is stability a trait you're known for? Or, or are you easily manipulated by the events that face you? I think one of the saddest realities of our current world and the culture that all of us are in is that the social media habits that most of us have embraced 
have made it incredibly difficult for us to be stable. I mean, it's that constant flickering. It's that I need things to be uh, perfect right now. I, I heard a teacher, I had uh, dinner with a teacher uh, this past week who said that the, the students in her class, they want the grade of their 15-page paper the day after they give it because they want immediate uh, results. Like, what do you mean you haven't graded my 15-page paper? I mean, like, I worked on it hard, so you should do this. It's a, it's a social media, you know, just instability that it creates in us, the constant flickering. Social media should be questioned in regards to how it affects our stability. We need to give it a good long look because I do think it's affecting us deeply in regards to our stability. The truth is stability comes from a deep place. But when we focus on you know, the, the, the latest fads and the trends in whether it be dress or style or food or clothing, whatever it might be, we're not able to access the deep place from which stability comes from. The habits get in the way. And so I want to encourage you as you think about being a Proverbs 31 woman is looking at the habits of your life and asking yourself, is this creating stability in my life? And if it's not, consider ways to get rid of that. Because a Proverbs 31 woman is a strong woman. And this means she is stable. So a Proverbs 31 woman is stable. But secondly, a Proverbs 31 woman is thoughtful. Thoughtful. Of course, the T in our acrostic stands for thoughtful. Now, there are four verses that demonstrate this woman's thoughtfulness. Verse 15, verse 20, 26, and 27. Let me read these. Verse 15. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portion for her maidens. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. Verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. A Proverbs 31 is constantly thoughtful, thinking about others. She's thoughtfully working for others. And my friends, our culture seems to despise this sort of thinking. Our culture presents to us, you need to love yourself before you can then move into loving others. So treat yourself. I have a friend who's in the process of getting a divorce. And I know my friend, he's not a, he's not a perfect human being. He's not. He's got faults. But he hasn't done anything egregious. You know, he really hasn't. But his wife is in the process of divorcing him because he's getting in the way of her career. And, and, and this is separating a family. They've got one little girl, and it's breaking them apart because the woman is not being thoughtful. She's thinking only of herself. The Proverbs 31 woman is thoughtful, thoughtful to her family, thoughtful to the needs of the poor, thoughtful for those she works with and those she works for. She is thoughtful. She does not put herself first. She puts others before herself. So my friends, if you want to be a Proverbs 31 woman, you need to be thoughtful. Despise not the people and places that you find yourself today. These are the people the Lord has called you to think about, to serve, to care for. If you're a young girl, consider your parents and teachers and your friends. Serve them, not to gain something from them, but because the Lord has placed them in your life. 
If you're a young wife, consider your husband and the ways that you can serve him in his life. Mothers, certainly consider your children. Older women, consider passing on wisdom to younger women themselves. Because a Proverbs 31 woman is a thoughtful woman. She is thinking about others and seeking ways to make their life better. So a Proverbs 31 woman is a strong woman. She is stable and she is thoughtful. But thirdly, she is respectful. She is stable, thoughtful, respectful. We see her respect on display in verse 23 when her husband comes into focus. Verse 23 says this. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Now, you might sit in there going, how is this a character quality of the woman? Well, let me explain to you. When the woman provides the clothing that this text says she does, when the woman provides wealth for the home that this text says, and the woman provides the security for her family and her husband, this allows the husband to then thrive in the role that God has given him. And I believe this is deeply rooted in her respect of him. This woman respects the role that God has given to him, and she works because of her respect for him. And this results in him being recognized in the gates. Now, being recognized in the gates, this is, this is an old, old Testament way of, of, of looking at those who ruled and judged in the gates. This would be the, the kings and the judges. They would sit in the gates, and people would come to them, and they would do their job of ruling and reigning in that particular area. And so this way, to be recognized in the gates is to be recognized as a man who can do his job and do it well. Now, why, why can he do his job well? Because of the woman behind him. The woman behind him who respects him. A Proverbs 31 woman respects those that God has placed in her life, whether it be a husband, children, friends, neighbors. Women, do you respect those around you? I, I, I want to say this in, in like the, the utmost um, thankfulness. My experience as a pastor in this church is that the women of this church have respected me. And I have experienced this. And let me tell you, it is such a gift to me to be respected by, by you. And I'm so thankful for that. Continue to do that. Respect others. Respect your husband. Respect your children. And it's amazing the type of confidence uh, that this can give to those around you. A Proverbs 31 woman is a strong woman. She is stable. She is thoughtful. She is respectful. But fourthly, she is opportunistic. She's opportunistic. And here's what I mean. Verse 13 and 14 and 16 and 24 says this. And, and I want you to see this. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. So I want you to hear this. The Proverbs 31 woman seeks and works, trades and brings food from afar. She wheels, deals, buys and plants. She makes, sells and delivers. The Proverbs 31 woman is opportunistic. She understands her gifts and utilizes the gifts for great profit for all of those around her. This is a woman who is not content with sitting on the sidelines and playing the makeup game. She is active and working and seeking to bring favor and gain to all of those around her. She gets after it. She's not a dummy, 
And so from start to finish, we have a bona fide businesswoman in the Proverbs 31 woman. This woman is a schemer. Not in a bad way. She works to make her life more profitable for her family and even for herself. She's an opportunistic woman. She doesn't hold back. You see, a Proverbs 31 woman knows their strengths and seeks opportunities in accordance to those strengths. And this doesn't, this doesn't determine whether it's in the home. A woman who's in the home, a Proverbs 31 woman in the home is getting after it in the home and is seeking opportunities for the home to thrive. A Proverbs 31 woman in the workplace is getting after it in the workplace. It is seeking opportunities to benefit her coworkers, her job, even her company. This is what a Proverbs 31 woman does. It's seeking opportunities based off of her gifts. My, my, my commendation to you women is do not sit on the sideline. Get after it. Use the gifts. Learn your gifts so that you might take opportunities of those gifts. God has given you those gifts to create opportunities for you and others around you. Use them. This is what a Proverbs 31 woman does. She is strong, which means she's opportunistic. So a strong woman is stable, thoughtful, respectful, opportunistic. And now we come to the fifth quality. She's nifty. Nifty. Now, I need a little explanation here, okay? I had to come up with an N-word, okay, (laughs) to describe her qualities. And this is the closest one that I could come up with that was close to profitable, okay? The word nifty can mean substantial or sizable, as in a nifty prophet, okay? (laughs) Now, indeed, Proverbs 31, woman, is that. Consider verses 18 and 22. What does it say? She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. Now, what does this mean? The opportunities that she's worked for, it's reaping benefits. And this idea of of a lamp not going out at night just means that she's a very wealthy woman. She has the money to afford oil burning all night long. But it keeps on going. Verse 22, she makes bed coverings for herself. She takes opportunities. But look look, look what the bed coverings are made of. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Now, the color purple is a really important color. Back then, they just didn't have dyes that they could make it. They had to go to the Phoenician coast to get this dye. And they had to find a certain shell with the dye in it. So it's a Phoenician shell that they had to find and then trade for. This is an expensive dye that they had. And yet this woman is clothed in purple. She's nifty. What she does is pretty sweet. But I think what's really important about this is, that, is this. She is not someone who does forget herself nor neglects herself. Her opportunities are indeed also for herself. Women, it's okay to treat yourself from time to time, okay? Come on. Proverbs 31 is nifty. Now, I want, I, I want to warn you, I, I, and I think this is an important, important thing. That treating yourself comes after you've attended to God and others. Uh, I, I worked at Canacook, and, and if you've been around me or Rory for long enough, you've heard us talk about Canacook. And they've got a little phrase that they teach all the campers that come through the, the camp. And the phrase is, I'm third. It stands for God first, others second, and I'm third. I, I think this is a valuable tool that we have to remember. Put God first, others second, and I'm third. 
I think the Proverbs 31 woman is an I'm third woman. She does take care of herself so that she can take care of her children. She can take care of her husband. She can tend to God. It's the same with us. Be careful which, where you spend. There's a lot of wisdom. I'm not telling you when. But, you know, treat yourself. I, I don't know how you treat yourself, but treat yourself because a Proverbs 31 woman is a nifty woman. Okay? So a Proverbs 31 woman is a strong woman. She is stable, thoughtful, respectful, opportunistic, nifty. And finally, the last characteristic, she's God-fearing. She's God-fearing. As the poem wraps up, we see what the writer says. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. This is exactly what the man does in verse 29. He praises his woman. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. What is the source of this excellent woman? What is the source of this Proverbs 31 woman? It's her God-fearing. The stability that she displays in the face of danger, even laughing at it. The thoughtfulness that she has for others. The respect that she gives her husband. The opportunities she seeks because of her gift. The niftiness she gets to benefit herself with is all rooted in the fear of the Lord. As Bruce Walkie says in his commentary, her vertical base creates the foundation for her horizontal virtues. She fears God and walks wisely. Now, we have learned throughout the book of Proverbs that the fear of God contains two realities and that this woman displays those two realities. And the two realities are a logical reality and a psychological reality. And if we were going to look at the vertical base from which the foundation of this woman's life is built off, we have to see that she is logically fearing the Lord and psychologically fearing the Lord. What does it mean to logically fear the Lord? To logically fear the Lord means that she understands that she's not the creator, that God is. That she is not the center of the universe, that God is. And logically speaking, this means that she sees her life in that reality. She is not the center of the universe. So when she, she spends a little bit on herself, she does it as a, in gratitude, <laughs> knowing that, yes, it's her gifts, her opportunities. It's in gratitude for God. This is what it means to logically seek it, uh, logically fear the Lord, to recognize that God is God and you are not. But psychologically, fearing the Lord has a couple realities to it. Fearing the Lord, and this woman demonstrates the fear, fear of the Lord in all of God. So she, she sees God and she worships him. She loves God. And lastly, she trusts God. Here's what I mean by all. And I, I, by all, I mean she is in wonder at who God is. That not only is he the creator, but he is the redeemer of sin. That he is the center of all, and she is not. That he is gracious and merciful, though he does not need to be gracious and merciful. And for that, she is thankful. That to him belongs the glory and honor, not herself, not her family. God belongs the glory and honor. And the woman who fears God understands this. And she stands in awe of God. Women, worshiping, when we come in and we worship God, and we consider who he is and what he's done, this is what we're doing. We're disciplining ourselves to say, I am not God. He is. He is worthy to be praised. And let us praise him. This is what helps us psychologically realize the fear of the Lord. But, but the fear of the Lord is not just 
standing in awe of him. It's actually loving God. It's allowing the truth of who God is to fall into the heart and allowing the love that boils up in our heart to praise him. So this is a, this is a psychological, like, I love you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. So it's not just standing in awe, but it's worshiping him and praising him, giving thanks to him. This is the fear of the Lord. But finally, the fear of the Lord is trusting God. It is recognizing that God is in control and that he is the one who is faithful to his promises. How in the world could a Proverbs 31 woman be stable in the face of great adversity? It's because she trusts the promises of God. That God is exactly who he says he is. He is faithful and just. That when God says he will be your God, he will be your God. That when God says that he loves you, he loves you. That God, when God says he will protect you and preserve you, he will protect and preserve you. The Proverbs 31 woman who fears God trusts this and leans into this so that when the difficulties come, she is stable, saying, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I trust God will ultimately do it. I think ultimately a Proverbs 31 woman understands the story of Scripture, understands that God himself had to come down and endure the hardship of a world that was created by our sin and that he endured it and paid for it, but then overcame it in the resurrection. A God-fearing woman trusts this. Trusts this God who is greater than death. And trusts him no matter the circumstances that come. She is God-fearing. And she is strong. Now, the Hebrew word that we have translated in our text as excellent wife, you can see that in verse 10, is the Hebrew, Hebrew words... Uh, I beg your pardon, you'd be like, what? Ashet chayil. Ashet chayil. And in the Old Testament, there's only one woman that is described as being ashet chayil. And it's Ruth. Ruth is the great great grandmother of Solomon, the one who's writing this book. And if you know anything about Ruth, you know that she wasn't an Israelite, but rather a Moabite woman, a despised woman by the Jews. But not only that, she was a widow. Her husband died early in their marriage, and yet she was left without any children. So she was motherless. On top of that, she was poor. She lived with her mother, Naomi. And yet, despite all the unfortunate circumstances, it was her character that shines through the book of Ruth that led the author of Ruth calling her, you know what it is? Eshet Chayil, an excellent wife. I actually don't think that's a very good uh, translation. I hate to be critical of English Standard Version. And I understand why they did it, because the woman in Proverbs 31 is a mother, is a wife. So yes, that can apply. But I think what's more important is that when we take this word in its Hebrew form and see it as what it is, it's actually called a woman of valor. A woman of valor. And do you know when Ruth was called and the shet chayil, it was in the midst of her widowhood, when she was a widow, when she had no money, when she was uh, uh, poor, widowed, and that she was an excellent woman. Why? Not because of her roles, was it? It's not the roles that she played that established her as an ashet chayil that Proverbs 31 puts forth. No, it was because of her character. 
And if there's one thing we know about Ruth, is that Ruth was a strong woman. Someone that we can, ladies that you should emulate. She is stable. She is thoughtful, respectful, opportunistic, nifty, and God-fearing. This is a Proverbs 31 woman. It's demonstrated in Ruth. It's shown to us in Proverbs 31. I go back to the question I began with this morning. Women, are you seeking to be a strong woman? Men, are you seeking a strong woman? Let us do that. Let me pray. Lord, we give thanks to you for the ways that this has been displayed in many of our lives. We've all interacted with women. A lot of us in here are women. So we thank you for the ways that Ashet Chayil has been displayed in our life. We stand up and give thanks to you and we praise them for they are excellent. They are, they are such a blessing to all of us. Thank you for the women in our lives who display these qualities. But Lord, we ask that you would continue to help the women in this room and especially the men as they look for, for women like this, that they would uh, understand these things and apply them to, to their life. Let it begin with the fear of the Lord. And the, the, let the, the beautiful fruit of the fear of the Lord fall into its place, whether it be stability, thoughtfulness, respectfulness, opportunistic, and a nifty little gain. Lord, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.